1: Permission to board, please. Permission to cover, aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mother ship? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA.
2: Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. The show about the show, the show within the show, as we peel back the curtain on the show. There's many ways you can listen to this PGP. It's on the normal DA Show podcast feed, however it is that you listen to the show regularly in podcast form, but it's also in its own podcast feed. So at Radio.com or on iTunes or anywhere else that podcasts are available, you can simply search Permission Granted and get all of them specifically there. Now, today is going to be a little bit different because, as you know, Moraz has embarked upon a PGP series, the Permission Granted Profiles. And this week... Stars, one of my closest friends, one of my good friends from college, Mark Penziner. Now, Pens has a storied history with the DA show. Pens is known for a lot of our listeners as the color analyst on the flag football broadcast a couple of summers ago when Mraz's Young Guns were taking on Mr. Six's small blocks in the flag football game to end all flag football games. Pens is also made cameo appearances other places on the DA show, PGPs, et cetera. So Mraz, as part of Permission Granted Profiles, wanted to talk to Pens. Pens is a longtime listener to the show. He listens regularly, so he's got some thoughts on the show. I want to play that here and then respond to it coming up afterwards. So Side B is kind of like a Side 1A and then there will be a side 1B where we react. So let's play Mraz and Pens with a permission-granted profile right now.
0: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio
2: and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
0: Alrighty, welcome into Side B of the PGP. This is Mraz, host of Side B and the executive producer of the DA Show. And we are back to the PGP, the Permission Granted Profiles, here after a week with Andrew Bogish. We go to Episode 3. We've done Jacob Wilkins. We've done Kenny Brock. And now, a very special one I am very excited for. How about Mark Pensner? You might recognize him from some of the PGPs. He's gone with DA on several of these SEC road trips and also famed color analyst, the John Madden of the Long Island Flag Football League, dating back now two springs ago when the infamous Mr. Six drama occurred with me, calling that famous Suffolk County, obviously, Western Division Championship game. Pens, welcome to the Permission Greater Profiles.
1: You're my Thanks for having me.
0: Good to have you, bro. Now, before we really get into ins and outs, because you've known DA a long time, so I want to get into some of that uh, for a while. You know, you're a big PGP listener. You've been on the PGP Uh Tell us a little bit about your fandom here of uh, the DA show and the and the permission granted profiles and well, so I think, I think
1: it, it warrants a question, right? Because I'm a regular listener. Is it true that this interview is punishment for you having missed a PGP?
0: Is not it, it ironic? Now, I love talking to you in general, but yeah, this right now is actually considered a punishment, and I have to really get on my high horse here and figure this out. Now, the uh, the irony here, Pens, is you should have been on this last week, but DA himself didn't live up to doing his job and giving me your phone number a week ago.
1: Yeah, and he wouldn't say that on air, right? He wouldn't take the blame.
0: No, no, oh no, no, no. It's We know DA now, and if you've listened to the show long enough, you know it's always about Mraz avoiding blame, trying to put blame on others. But DA, anytime he needs to be blamed, believe me, that gets shifted elsewhere pretty quick.
1: Oh, yeah, he's a squirrely one. It's, it's hard to pin him down when, when the problems start arising.
0: <laughs> so there's, there's no doubt about that. You know, first of all, I, I just want to say you have – Become very famous in Long Island Flag football circles, and that was such a big storyline on the show two years ago when you and Da showed up and did the game following the Mr. Six drama. Since then, uh, several games a season have been broadcast on the on the league's Facebook live page, but none quite with the Genesee Qua that you delivered the broadcast in. And I know Da went there and was very strategic about his play by play, but you, sir, were the real star of that. And I must say, the league actually really misses you.
1: I haven't been invited back. I, I would actually go back out there to do another game, right? This is where broadcasting dreams are made. If you take a job doing Long Island flag football, you work your way up to the, the AAF. That doesn't last. And before you know it, you're the sixth team on CBS. So, so my hopes and dreams, are all riding on the fact that I'll be invited back to a Long Island flag football tournament game. Well,
0: it's been a rough year for the young guns. Perhaps we'll get you back in the fall and we could get you back in there. But, yeah, for sure, next thing you know, maybe you're doing uh, Binghamton Rumble Ponies games with Jacob Wilkins.
1: Well, so am I the local guy for for your team? Am I, am I the local voice? I'm not the national voice. So since you guys haven't made it to the to a broadcast-worthy game, I'm not getting the call-up?
0: I think that's fair. We've had a long year. Although you, you're kind of like a Mike Breen, where you'll call local Nick games, but the moment there's a big national game to be had on ABC, you get the call and you get over there.
1: That's nice. I was thinking to myself, it's like the Kenny Albert. So that's... <laughs> I think you're more Breen. I get the, I get the full Breen national broadcast. We it. I'll
0: take it. You're you're more Breen than you are Kenny Albert. Now, as far as the DA show goes, and you go back a long time with DA. I mean, longer than any of the listeners uh, that really know him nationally go. Uh, longer than me. I've been with him now six, almost seven years, I guess. Longer than Pete the Body. Longer than Andrew Bogish. You're the guy who knows DA the most. So. When we break down things on the Permission Granted podcast, such as omissive when it came to Alliance Prime Time, such as punishments, such as doing the PGP profiles, was this D was D A always like this, or you know, does he sense have a sense of entitlement, a sense of power when he breaks away from his real friends, his college friends, and comes and hangs with us here on the on the show?
1: So I think over time it's manifested itself. Right, um, I was probably one of his first employees, if you will, back in radio in the the late 90s, and, and you know, he was a humble, hardworking guy, but the second he got named sports director, he, he cracked the whip. Now, he also dub it with, does it with a loving touch, right? He'll, sure, he'll for sure. You. He had little gags like the step-it-up-for-the-week robe, I would give you an old 1980s Biggie T-shirt if you did something right. So there's oh, a lovable God. side. That's too.
0: what he did. That was his. Oh yeah. That was his. Pr- you know, it's funny you say that because not to interrupt you, Pens. When I said yeah. I would work harder if I got certain things, like a cookie a week or something like that, that lasted for about a week, and then he stopped doing that. But you're telling me he was always handing out give me outs to to motivate people, like old Biggie's T-shirts. So why was that such a big deal when I asked for it? That's interesting.
1: Well, I mean, look, to be fair, an old Biggie's t-shirt is much less expensive than trying to feed you week to week. So it's, <laughs> There's a cost-benefit analysis here, right?
0: Right. And you know a little bit about that, which we'll probably your podcast in a little bit.
1: No, but 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 so I think, you know, that, that that's part of it, but but as he's matured, as he's grown into more and more powerful roles, I do think it's fair to say that he's taken more of a leadership role both on and off the air. Now, I don't think he's at the Bobby Knight point yet, but... I hope not. You know, if, you're, if you're working for him in your 50s, I don't know, look out, Miraz. It's <laughs> going to go that way.
0: Yeah. yeah. Now, I will also say, was D.A. in Because co- you went to college with him, correct? Not high school? Yeah. Okay, that's right. and that's right. Sports director, and I love how a kid at college could be your boss, but... That's neither here nor there. Did Diego strike you as a very smart in-the-books student? Or I sometimes think maybe he's not as smart as he leads on, and he likes to overcompensate by pointing out how dumb I am. You would know his schooling background. Help us out here.
1: You know what? It's an interesting dichotomy. I think it's a little bit of both. I think he's as smart, if not smarter, than we think. But I also think you're as dumb as we think. So the gap is really wide, right? I mean, he's... He's really smart. Um, I think we knew that from the get-go. Um, you know, you see it on the show—all the wittiness, the sure. references, the uh, um, mix between an old history reference and an '80s rap reference—all gets mixed together. So, so no, I think we knew pretty early on that that he was uniquely qualified. Um, and, and what's interesting is the fact that he landed in sports radio as opposed to play-by-play or hosting or anything else. It um, probably fits his his natural skill set the best. So, yeah, even though he can crack the whip, I think we get a, a lot of entertainment value for our listeners.
0: <laughs> I think that's that's totally fair. And now, as far as your entertainment value for your listening goes, we've mentioned, and of course, we're talking to Mark Pensner, longtime listener and, and part of the PGP, and, and a friend of DA going back to college and flag football analyst. This is me resetting a podcast that everybody's heard from the beginning, but nonetheless. If you as a listener and as a friend of DA, well, let's just actually, let's change the wording of this. Take your friendship from DA away. You're a diehard listener. We're putting the program director's shoes and pants on you now. You said he was your boss. Now you're going to be the boss. There was one thing you could change about the DA show and one thing you absolutely love about the DA show. I want one-on-one here.
1: Um. so I actually think what I like the most is that uh, it's thoughtful. I can't believe I'm sitting here stroking you guys on the back, but <laughs> but it's it, it, it is thoughtful, right? It's not just to show a hot takes. it kind of gives topics room to breathe, right? So, so I, I I like that. I think you can listen to it without feeling like someone screaming in your ear the whole time, uh, and, and I think there's also intelligent debate. I think last week there was one about the NBA, which was super sports focused, so it, it it was a nice point counterpoint without any sort of personal agenda about you know whether or not. Kevin Durant should, should stay with the, uh, the Warriors and whether or not Curry was over or underrated. So I think the, the, the ability to let a topic breathe is probably my favorite part. Um, I don't know, my least favorite part or the part I would change?
0: Yeah, come on, you're the program director. You get to be, <clears throat> be DA's boss for a second. Hypothetical.
1: Man, I want to come up with something funny to kind of rip them on. But there's not much I would change. Oh, come right?
0: on, Pence. This is the DH. This is the PG. This is all we well, do I mean, is rip each know, other. Well, here's
1: what's going to happen, right? As, <clears throat> as you guys get more famous and his ego gets bigger, you're going to start blowing through breaks, right? And, and that actually, I think, is what will be the fun part when you're scheduled for a 15-minute interview and you go 45 because you don't care what the listeners think because your guy's ego is. This is the most important thing on the show right now. So I'm looking forward to that minute. <laughs> don't tell the body that because up. he freaks
0: out if DA's two minutes too late on a break already. But don't tell yeah, him. But
1: that's the best part, right? Because then you come back and the body is losing his mind. Meraz, you're getting screamed at by DA. DA's melting, yelling at Heller, the, the cupcake challenge guy. Can't get in the studio. I mean, that's when all hell breaks loose, right? So that organic craziness I think, is pretty fun, too.
0: Now, <laughs> boy, I, I can't believe I'm even going to go here. You bring up Heller right, and, the, and the cupcake stuff. And this was actually something I wanted to get to later. I'll get to it now. You, you've thought of the huge freeze. You've obviously seen that storyline. You've seen a, a Jacob Wilkins. Boy, that
1: boy can sing, by the way. Uh,
0: he can sing. The one thing DA does that always cracks me up is the the story arc. It's almost like he's a writer for HBO, building up something <laughs> to bring it down. Uh, who is your – forget the core four, we'll call him call them. The, the DA, myself, body and Bogish. Your most favorite uh, – outside story character and your least favorite that you had no interest in their storyline on the DA show.
1: So I, I think Robbie's like cracks me up because I have still walked through my, my apartment singing from Bombay. <laughs> For and Bombay. It like make, right. It makes no sense. Right. I don't, I don't even remember what that story was, but you know, I got a four year old at home. So when I'm not singing nursery rhymes, I'm, I'm quoting and singing Robbie Rosen. Out. That's bizarre. That so is uncomfortable. Favorite not uncomfortable for me. It's uncomfortable for my family. <laughs> you just got a guy walking through the apartment singing from Bombay. So that's weird, uh, but I enjoy it. My least favorite, you know, this is going to be an interesting answer. I don't remember because like I didn't give him any time. So there have been one or two people. Where I'm like, I, I just don't care. I'm moving on. Um, <clears throat> so I don't remember actually who. I apologize, i not having a better answer. No, no, but no, that's fine. But it ultimately... You know, they didn't resonate.
0: So it ultimately speaks to that huge freeze, and Robbie Rosen has continued to be a lightning rod. That you as a listener, you as a fan, that's somebody you gravitate towards, that's somebody you're singing the jingles to. And as far as a least favorite, he's so in your mind, you don't even remember anybody else, basically.
1: Kind of, yeah. I mean, I thought the two of you would do one hell of a show. Uh, don't
0: start that train. Do not start that football? train.
1: Food and football?
0: But I could do food and football on my own. Why do not I need Hugh Trees doing food and football?
1: You need someone to play off of. Wow. All right, so now it's, it's interesting here, Penn. The solo show is you, hard, right? Very few can do the solo show. Damon can do it, but, you know, he's got a lot of voices in his head. Interesting. I, I think,
0: see, see, this is, you know, you're with your buddy D.A. here. You can't fix anything about his show, but you tell me how to fix my career. It's amazing how we got here 11 no, no, minutes no, no, in.
1: No, I, I think you having a two-man show from 10 a.m. to 1 is a nice slot. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I agree. Now, I mean, look, there, there are some stations I would move around the programming and could find a slot for you, right? I mean, you want me to be program director? I could get up to Hudson Street and make some changes.
0: Well, maybe, maybe, maybe we can uh, we can have that interview process happen. Now, you <laughs> you knowing DA as long as you have, have you spent any bir- your own birthdays with DA over time to time? I have. Now, has DA ever gotten a cake and threw a birthday party with you not there for you? Has he ever not gotten me a cake? No, or, or, or let's just say it's your birthday, you can't be with him, and he decides he's going to get a cake and throw a birthday party, and you're not even at your own birthday party. Has he ever done that to you? No, he has not. Would you find that insulting?
1: A little, yeah.
0: Yeah, so you're aware that happened to me, right?
1: I actually am not. He did that? Oh, you're not aware of this, Penns? There's only oh, so, so I, many hours of podcast I can do.
0: So I was away in Hawaii again for the second time in 10 months two weeks ago. And it happened to be my birthday. And on, or the day after my birthday, he brought back Huge Freeze and he got a Fudgy the Whale cake and he put Huge Freeze on Cake Cam on WatchDA.com and had him eat an entire Fudgy the Whale cake while they did the show with balloons all over the studio and birthday hats and ran a ticker on WatchDA with fun facts about me being stupid and uh, then lift the Robbie ban through a loophole and had Robbie trash on Trash Tuesday by saying that Bogus' mic was left on and then expected me to be okay with all of this when I returned.
1: It's kind of funny, Meraz. I mean, yeah. I, you shouldn't be okay with it, but the thought of you having to watch someone else eat your birthday cake. Yeah,
0: I, and they didn't really, even
1: say, I mean, that must have really gotten under your skin, right? thats It's it, it really... Dinging you there! It's ice cream. It's your birthday. It's cake. It's food. It's radio. It's like everything you wanted, but not there. That is the ultimate, you know, knife in the back tease to you.
0: Yes. So now, the, exactly. And the problem I had most, most of all, was they brought Huge Freeze in, who's currently banned, as you know, from the show. And Da will find any way to get there. And clearly, you love Huge Freeze because you, you'd probably applaud it. But to say that his mic was left on, to me, I thought the the show lost all integrity. It had no couth. And and frankly, I think D.A. should be embarrassed for uh, not holding up his end of a banishment. And, and I, I just think it's terrible. And the fact that you're not even aware of it tells me that maybe D.A. did like one of those men in black things where it erases your memory and, and you know, shot a flash of light in your head. And that's, you what, know what? that's what's blowing everything up here.
1: I'm picturing like a weird WWE, WWF, NWO, WCW fight here scripted where – people are switching shows and they're not allowed to be. and they're making special appearances and the ultimate order is getting angry. And I don't know, you're, you're, I guess, King Pong Bundy or something, getting really upset about the whole thing. And I kind of think this is great story. To your earlier point, this is a great storyline.
0: See, you can't let go of the huge free storyline. I can't even believe here as we almost 15 minutes in that we did so much huge freeze with you pens. I really can't believe that. Now, uh, just a couple more things I want to rattle off real quickly. Uh, thing you remember the most about da in college? It could be very embarrassing. It could be reward. I don't care. What do you? What sticks out to you the most about a da in college before this career took off?
1: So remember, this is the late nineties. Okay, Cell phones are not really available, right? Um, right? I don't even think they really existed. Da would go to the bar with um, a cordless phone, like the off your receiver from <laughs> from your apartment from your house and he would just go to the bar with a big phone on his ear and pretend to talk to people and then give random strangers in the bar fake phone calls. That I remember very clearly. Now what? The That's weird. That is, it's weird. It's funny. And look, he wound up in talk radio. Doesn't it make sense? And often he would wear swimming goggles with that. So you're
0: telling me he would go to, let's say, Fagans in Syracuse and have swimming yeah. goggles on with a cordless phone, and that's how he'd enter the bar, and then he would like hand the phone to
1: strangers? Yeah, you know, like, hey, Joe's on the line for you. Can you take it? Like, who? What? I don't even know what you're talking about.
0: Don't tell me that's how he tried to pick up chicks in college.
1: Hey, you got to do what works. Uh, Does it work, though? That's weird. Look, if you get a lot of phone calls and you fake a lot of phone calls, someone's going to want to listen. Okay, look,
0: we've done a lot on huge Free. What you just told us is uh, maybe the single biggest revelation in 2019 on the DA show that DA would show up at a bar with swimming goggles and a cordless phone. And that would be his go-to talk to people. I- I'm sorry. That's a loser move.
1: Yeah, but look, you know, it-, it created the character we love today. Did
0: it? Did it? Or was that just something? Because if it created the he's character... These
1: are formative what- he's years for sports talk hosts. College, but- college sports, college rejection. It creates the insecurities that make people great talk show hosts <laughs> in their 40s. Yeah, that may be true, but I would
0: think if that something the DA thought was proud and created the monster he is now we would hear about this and not have it come out in a permission granted profile.
1: Creative genius, man. He's a
0: creative genius. I am so happy I asked that question. All right, Pens. I know you got stuff to do. I'm going to let you go. But first, why don't you promote your podcast? Because if you like listening to Pens, you like money. Pens, you describe it better than me because I'm an idiot.
1: And so, it's, so it is quite different. Thank you for the two-second uh, promo. So I, I do a podcast called Mark to Markets. You can just Google that. You'll find it on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all the usuals. Um, And it is less comedic than than this is, although DA has been on it. And it's about topics related to money. That goes as far as March Madness, how do you win your office pool? But it's also things like, what's the impact of Amazon on the world? We're releasing one this week on cannabis and pod and and what's changing in that space and and what's the investment opportunities there to even what's the deal with the millennial generation and what are their preferences, Bitcoin. So if it kind of touches the money space or could touch the money space and we can get a story arc in there, back to story about um, a topic or something interesting and then bring it back to the money world and finance or how you could you could make some money on it. That's what we try and do. We try and be educational. We try and get a laugh or two. Um, and so it drops just about every month.
0: How about that? All right, so more, uh, Mark to Markets podcast.
1: Mark mark to markets. It's a, a plan, a term we use in finance called marking something to markets. My name is Mark. So we went to mark to markets and then On Billions, like two weeks ago, they had a company named mark to market Not associated with me at all, but if I get some um, credibility because it was thrown out there in Billions, I feel pretty good about that.
0: Nothing like a Showtime show to give you credibility. Well, not at all. Pens, thanks so much for joining the PG Profiles, and hopefully we get you out to a flag football field in the fall.
1: I can't wait to see you take it up the gut. (laughs) Take care, Pens. Take care,
0: Ben. And that is Mark Pensner, a.k.a. Pens, longtime DA friend, longtime DA show listener. Obviously, you've heard him on the Permission Granted Profiles. You can hear him on his own podcast, Mark to Markets. And boy, look, what you see there is a couple things. Number one, the huge free storyline doesn't die. Number two, he's scared to tell DA, a longtime friend, what he would change about the show. Number three, DA once wore swimming goggles, not once, a couple times wore swimming goggles and brought a cordless phone into a bar, and that was perhaps his way to pick up chicks. So if you want to know the background of the DA show or DA and how he got to be the guy playing a zap button here on CBS Sports Radio, just picture the late 90s, a bar, swimming goggles, and a cordless phone. Can you picture that? We call that a loser. This has been the permission, permission Granted Profiles, episode three. I am Miraz. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mirage CBS. Have a great weekend, everyone.
2: Okay, so there it was, a deep dive into the life and times of Mark Penzner. And so now Meraz jumps onto this kind of second part of side A, if you will. Very confusing here on the Permission Granted Podcast. Well, I hate to confuse everybody, but I don't think it's that confusing. I just wanted a I... chance for you and I to react sure, to the conversation with pens. Can't have something simmer for a week. So, when I saw you after you had taped that, the first thing you said to me was, huh, goggles and a cordless phone, huh? Yeah. That was your biggest takeaway? Yeah. it.
0: My biggest takeaway was... As we've come to obviously be friends and colleagues for a long time and knowing your quirkiness and everything, I never it never struck me that you would be that much of a loser in college. And I and I don't mean to, you know, tout the horse as if I was uh, you know, doing keg stands and while I commuted to school, but let's just let this sink in and you can defend it any way you want, and you're obviously going to. You wore goggles and carried a cordless phone at a time, as Penn's pointed out before cell phones. That's right. In as some kind of talking point conversation starter. That to me, as much as it might be harsh now, you've called me fat in the past. I could call you
2: that feels like you were a loser. A complete loser. Okay, so let me let me poke this. Let me pick this apart here. Number right. number one, I don't believe I ever wore the goggles out socially beyond our parties. I mean, I
0: see no reason for pens to lie, but okay.
2: Now did he say that it was at at bars.
0: At uh, bars, the and goggles?
2: We, and we even single uh, or pointed out the bar Fagans as well. Okay, I don't remember the goggles at Fagin's. Okay, Fagin's is kind of the established bar on campus at Syracuse. I don't okay. remember the... I thought I was under the impression that the goggles that I wore were at house parties that I oftentimes threw.
0: So just to get your word in quick, you were under the impression <laughs> yeah. that you wore the goggles <laughs> at house parties.
2: I don't remember them... At bars, so, I remember the goggles at house parties.
0: Again, as Jacob and Bilotti have pointed to with the PG profiles, they believe that this will make me a better interviewer. Just to challenge you on this, Pens remembers something, and you're saying very clearly now you don't remember. Well, so I'm going to go with the guy who says he remembers. That
2: that's fine. I'm here's how I would here's how I would define Pens's reflections and recollections. Okay. Okay. I was the the quirkiest, or I was the most kind of off-center, outgoing type of kind of social guy out of our group. Everybody was, weren't certainly wallflowers, but I certainly had the biggest kind of colorful personality, especially when we would go out and want to do something, okay? Okay. So did I wear swim goggles to parties as a conversation piece? Yes. I mean, it was oh. co- it was college. I'm probably... You know, many keg stands in. They're probably just goggles that I have for something else, going swimming or what have you. In Syracuse, New York, by the way, where it's freezing. Well, you know, I got a lot of props. I'm a prop guy. I know, but you packed swimming goggles? I don't know why. I just had them for some reason. And I'm sure he's conflating that image with me with a cordless phone. Now, I will identify what happened with the cordless phone. Yes, you will. We were having a party, I believe, in my house. The two places that we would house party would be either Penn's or my place. I lived on the second floor of a big, old, you know, kind of -of turn-of-the-century building. Maybe a little bit later than that. It wasn't, like, historic or anything, but it was just an old, dumpy, two-story college, quote-unquote fraternity house, even though it wasn't fraternities. Me and two other guys lived on the first on the second floor. Three girls lived on the first floor. Okay, understandable. So they would everybody would come I would invite everybody over. I also had a stand up NBA Jam arcade game in my apartment, so people would come over, we would drink, we would eat food, and we would then go out after pre-gaming or post-gaming come back to my place. So I, that was oftentimes where we had everybody come or power hour was at Penn's place. Oftentimes mostly a power hour for a pre-game. Okay. Which is one shot of beer every minute for an hour for after an hour and Penns had a 60 minute cd compilation where the music changed every 60 seconds to a different song so you knew when to drink your your sip of of beer boy you guys live some kind of life up there huh well look it is and so the reason that we went to such extents which is not crazy in college i mean you just went to a commuter school so you don't really know what real college is all about but real college is you get away from home And you're around all these people that are away from home, and you're just kind of like constantly either going to class or partying. I mean, that's kind of what most people certainly did, especially before cell phones were prevalent, where you had to be interactive and social. We went to school. We were class of 01. So we're 97 through 01. We didn't live on social media. There was no social media. Pre-Facebook, pre-Instagram, pre-Twitter. No Tinder. No Tinder. A little AOL IM. Instant message. Leave that away message up? Exactly. Going to get my new pair of goggles? (laughs) BRB? (laughs) But the way to be social was to meet people out, to meet people in class, to meet people at bar, which is why I think I'm a much better conversationalist than somebody that grows up now and goes to college because I had to break eyes. We all had to break eyes at that point in time being a conversationalist. So how do you do so? How do you cut through, right, the... How do you cut through the dreary... Hey, what's your name? Where do you live? Well, you you have a story, or you have an icebreaker. And my icebreaker was this is a stretch half at at school. I'm sure I'm a number of beers in, and it seemed like I a funny idea. Yeah, and I had a cordless phone before cell phones, and so I brought down my cordless phone. I don't know if it was in like a backpack or a back pocket, or I did so purposefully the first time. But when I did the so, first time. I, I had the phone in my hand. I mean, maybe I had just forgotten it's in my hand. I don't know. It was a crazy year, crazy times, crazy nights in Syracuse. It's also snowing for approximately three straight months. It's freezing cold for the other five that you're up there. And the only thing you can do is socialize and have parties. This is the only thing you can do and go to the bars. I mean, everything else is miserable. And hope Donovan McNabb's career works out. Barely. I mean, <laughs> you know. <laughs> We're, we're working at the student radio station, inordinate amount of hours, and so to blow off some steam, we're going to go out, we're going to party, we're going to go out to the bars. And I would say at that time, Syracuse was a pretty big, big drinking <clears throat> drinking town, drinking campus, you know, because there just wasn't a lot else to do. Right. Pre-Uber, so we couldn't just hop in a car and go downtown. You would had to get a cab, which would require cash, which would require you know, organizing everybody to go to a certain place. It's just much easier to go to the bars on campus. So I had this cordless phone. This happened last week. I heard you and Bogus mentioned that the, the phone had rang in here last week. And there it goes. I didn't find that all that interesting on the PGP last week. Well, here it is again. It's not that interesting. So I have the cordless phone and I'm in line waiting to get in. And I just turned to somebody and said, hey, it's for you. And I handed them the cordless phone. And By the way, that phone ringing right now on cue, that would have been interesting. That would have been interesting. And the person picks it up, and is like, uh, hello? And of course, there's nobody on the line. We're like a mile from my apartment where the phone is, and I don't know this person. Everybody in line starts cracking up. I think it's the funniest thing ever, including a lot of very attractive ladies. So I'm like, oh, this is a good bit. Oh. So you know me in a good bit. Yeah, so I bring or a bad bit that you think is good. <laughs> so I bring the phone into the bar and I do it as well. And I am like, you know, if there is an attractive young woman, there is a cute chick. Uh, hey, this this is for you. And they would look and they're like, all right. And everybody would take the bait and pick it up and be like, hello. And there would be nobody on the end of the line. And everybody thought around there this was so funny that you know who would fall for that bit. But everybody, like, if you are handed a phone and said this is for you, so just to.
0: Bring everything full circle with the DA show here. You've challenged my intelligence numerous times. That's right. Yet are applauding just how many people thought that they could answer a cordless phone in
2: a bar miles from in a room. Well, you've been drinking for three hours and then you're going to go out to the bar and it's packed and there's everybody out there trying to socialize. You know, these are the silly things that college kids do. Anyway, you became such a great prop at the bar. Everybody's talking. Everybody's laughing about it. It broke the ice with so many girls. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. So I just... I did it multiple times. So yes, the cordless phone story was great, but now you wouldn't even have that opportunity. My parents, they might have a cordless phone still because they have a landline. I don't know anybody else with a landline. Yeah, my parents do. I know they do because I heard it ring the other day and it actually freaked me out. (laughs) Like, what is that? You know, you couldn't just hand your cell phone to somebody anymore and say it's for you because everybody has their own cell phone. Right. So it's a really... That's why you're holding on
0: tight to this bit because it could never work today. So, you're telling me nobody else, and, you know, we won't get into details because you're happily married now. There's no reason to go down memory lane. Nobody else found a way to talk to girls without using a cell phone in these bars? Well, that, I'm sure there were plenty of other ways
2: to do it. Do this, you
0: think maybe they were more successful?
2: I'm not going to get into my hit. <laughs> I won't get into my on-base efficiency here. I will I, I will just say, for me, it worked. Okay. Derek Dietrich of Syracuse. Uh, For me, of Syracuse. it worked. And uh, and look, also, you know I like cutting through the clutter and being memorable. What's Pence's memory? You with goggles and a cell phone or a of, of cordless, cordless phone. phone. Hey, it's memorable.
0: Now, do you think if I rephrase that question of Penn's, what do you remember most about anybody from college? first answer is going to be you and the cordless phone. Like, I had the single out you. And maybe that says a lot more about you and being memorable. You had nothing else to be memorable about than you would have phone.
2: <laughs> Come on. Look, I, I am not embarrassed of any of those stories. Well, I'm nor not, should you be. And, and I'm not. Uh, and I will say that Penns was a great running mate in college because he was always down for anything. Real Stockton and Malone, you two, huh? Yeah, he was. He was always. He wanted to throw the party or be at the party. He was such a social butterfly. And I think he, I think he misses a lot of those days because now he's married with a child, and so he's not able to have this much freedom anymore. Right. And so I think that's why he would bring that up, cherish it, cherish exactly right. Yes, cherish and, those and hold moments. on to it. And and he's he's he won't admit it, but he says he's a. Um, He's a guy that holds on to memories. So, you oh, know, there's nothing in a, in, wrong with no, that. No, 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 in a really good way, which I, that's where we, he and I share. Like, he's so good about details of people in college or people in high school or something that he saw when he was young and reliving that. He's, he's really Everybody's good. got friends like that. Yeah, he's really good in the nostalgia area. So, I love going down memory lane with him. So, that's why I'm sure there are, there are identifiers in college that he remembers very vividly, unlike I'm sure a lot of my other colleagues.
0: Right. Well, I mean, bottom line is this. You say that, and I think that's all good and plenty. I think that's a great explanation. Good and and I think that, yeah, no, and I think that defines your quirkiness. It still means you were a loser in college. I mean, you still carried around a phone
2: and wore goggles. I, I mean, I'm not going to. I mean, what we, why not just wear swimmies or water wings at that point? <laughs> I don't think that that was at the bars, though. I think that that was just at house parties. And I... again, I just have a lot of props. I was like the carrot top of college. <laughs> think about what you just compared <laughs> yourself to. You were the carrot top of Syracuse. Look, I still got props. The whole show is props. I know. I was wearing an Easter Bunny co- outfit.
0: You once wore a, a mouse costume.
2: Mouse costume, Easter Bunny outfit. We wore the party hats. I like getting dressed up. I like having props. Right. I like being a little abnormal. I like being left of center, being off a little bit. And that's
0: totally fine. I think that's defined. A lot of the show, Penn's got into a lot of that, and... What you see in the show was all built at those days at Syracuse and the quirkiness. So mm-hmm. overall, that was uh, that was a good listen. Now speaking of quirkiness, I'm gonna throw kind of a curveball at mm. you because we peel back the curtain here. Sure. Uh, and props and all of that. Are you aware of Katie Linendoll, our Gidget of Gadgets new endeavor? No. She is going to be in an off-Broadway improv musical show. No way. So the reason I bring this up, and I wanted to bring this up, is because I thought this might be fun to do on the air. She has pitched to me, maybe bringing her and some of the crew up here and the rest of our show kind of throw like quick topics and they could change the song by the snap of a finger about you. Okay. And do something on the air like that. Yeah. She wanted to tie that in with coming in for Father's Day. Would that be something that interests oh, you? Oh,
2: absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm so all in on that.
0: Off the air, we have to talk about your off days. But yeah, I thought that was very interesting endeavor. So Katie's been invited to this off Broadway adventure. Wow.
2: She would be great in that.
0: Yeah. So she's gonna be like, remember when she sung the rockin' around the wrestling ring?
2: Rockin' around the wrestling tree. Da, 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 da.
0: Exactly. She was so good. Yeah, yeah. Where the cows come, Gloria. She now is going to take that singing and go off-Broadway and do an improv wow, musical show.
2: she's amazing. Amazing. She's the biggest achiever we know. So, so, very much an overachiever. Does a lot more work than I would ever
0: do. Yeah. So, there's something like that that could be coming to a DA show near you. Razor Ramon is in the <laughs> ring and his body slamming Dusty roads. I don't think those are the words, but that wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. She was so good at that. Yeah. Now wow. that's pretty interesting, right? Improv music that you have to yell something, you yeah. change singing. It's one thing to change acting. And by the way, some of the improv acting shows, have you ever seen them, boy, if you don't yeah. get if you don't get a good one, there are some bad ones out there. Well, whose line it is anyway was on TV for a long time. Excellent one. There was one on this cruise ship I went to. Oof. Rough. Oof. Rough. And the people shouting things out I think they're the funniest people in the world. But I've been actually very interested, and we were also invited, by the way. We have to check dates if we can to make it to one of these shows. Um, Your music behind it, I'm actually interested. Yeah. Because I think that actually takes more talent than the comedy.
2: Stone Cold Steve Austin cracks a beer and he chugs it, yeah. Why don't you leave it to Katie to do these? I mean, it's hard to do it. It's really hard, and I agree. If you have to sing it in tune, like, off the cuff. Right. I guess it's kind of like half a cappella group, then. Yes,
0: yes. You meant pitch perfect where they would constantly change and flow into. Do mm-hmm. you think Huge Freeze could do
2: that or is he a one-trick pony? I think he could. Change up at the snap of a finger? I don't know. I think you would have to work on it a little bit. I don't think it's something that would just come to him immediately, but he's got such good pipes. He is, he's is. he got such a range. He has so many songs at his disposal that I think he could do it. And, and he's really quick on his feet and he's really witty. So I think his brain works fast enough. That's the thing. You, you don't give... Huge enough credit for how quickly his brain works. Oh, I've seen the man order a fast food order and just spout it off quickly without even looking at the menu. That's nah. Quick. He's witty. He can he can play off you.
0: He can,
2: but can he take the lead? Oh, I think he's done that many times.
0: You know what? I'm not making this about huge freeze. We already had enough huge freeze and pens. I I can't. The guy consumes every one of these.
2: And- pens likes huge freeze
0: yes yes pens I, I said of all the exterior characters of all time who do you love the most who do you hate the most he shouted out huge freeze immediately and he said i'm thinking about huge freeze too much i can't even tell you one that i the storyline ran its course he loves the huge freeze storyline walks around the house singing his songs singing huge singing
2: huge sing huge is great. like the, the beatles you know so he's a hugey he i would consider him a hugey there's so many more Hugies than antifreezes.
0: Uh, I think the Twitterverse has a lot of antifreezes. And I, I think there's a lot of bosses in radio that are probably antifreezes <laughs> as
2: well. For those that uh, don't get this reference, on Wednesday's show, because Taz is now pro huge Freeze after spending a weekend in Vegas with Huge, I said, well, now we're adding another member to the the Hugies. This is my fan club for Huge Freeze. The Hugies, kind of like the Fugees. And then we got some other suggestions, perhaps the icicles the soft serves or the freezers right now the hugees and the freezers are the best you since you're anti-huge have been nicknamed the the anti-freezes yeah you really like that one i do the anti-freezes or the get-em-outs the get-em-outs the
0: get-em-outs again like i said it could be like a dodgeball team somewhere i like the get-em-outs but
2: you know, it's not necessarily specific to huge. Right. The get 'em outs could be about anything that annoys us on the show yeah. as well.
0: Eh, very interesting.
2: But saying the get 'em outs is really easy and fun. Yeah, get 'em outs. We're the get 'em outs. Maybe we all have to have t shirts made. Like just saying the freezers and the get 'em outs is pretty good because they both roll off the tongue. You know,
0: I wonder if those t shirts would sell on the DA show website. You buy one for what you are.
2: A huge or a get 'em out
0: or a get 'em out or an anti freeze. With a little DA show logo on the back neck. You might want to look into that. Talk to your publisher. Those could sell like hotcakes.
2: Imagine that, but then I'd have to give a cut to Huge. Nah, he doesn't own He hasn't licensed that name. <laughs> but would it be fair to make money off of his likeness?
0: You made up the Huge. We made up the nickname, <laughs> his likeness. It's not his real name.
2: It's crazy. Remember that time that ESPN.com ran a story and the headline said, Huge Freeze? <laughs> They, they had it in their head because one of their editors clearly was listening to the show. Right. Huge
0: freeze, hey! Look, when it was a huge freeze story, right? They should be actually printing huge freeze. Maybe the ESPN magazine wouldn't be breaking up if they had huge freeze stories. Huge freeze, huge whatever his name is. Huge whatever his name. is. <laughs> <laughs> huge whatever his name. We got to stop playing that drop more. Like. It's easier to remember the huge parts of the freeze, <laughs> the freeze part. Huge bananas? I don't know what his last name is.
2: Huge whatever his name is.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it also goes as one, huge freeze. Like, yeah. There's no huge, there's right. no freeze. It's huge freeze. Especially because it's a takeoff of Hugh Freeze. Right. Huge whatever his name is. Huge, I don't know. Popsicles?
2: Fatso. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, now... You've done three PG profiles. Uh-huh. Do you want to do another one? Yeah. Actually, I have two other ideas. Wow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to
0: leave the surprises just to see where they go. Okay. Just to see where they go, uh, and if they they go well. And by the way, I don't even know if these people are going to say yes. If they go well, could spurn more. Whoa. I have, I have ideas. Wow. I have great. ideas. Yeah. I don't want to spoil anything because the, the people I would be asking don't even know I'm going to ask them yet. Is one of them huge? No. Nope, 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 nope. You're still saying no to Huge. Still saying, well, for now. Okay. For now. I mean, the guy gets enough run in every PGP. <laughs> Plus, Taz might be using him now in the Taz podcast, so who knows? He may not have the time.
2: <laughs> we'll have to wait and see the next two weeks. <laughs> okay, well, this is exciting. So the new PGP next week, new permission-granted profile, mystery guest. Tune in then. Until next time, everybody. Remember to subscribe to the Permission Granted podcast and the Normal DA Show podcast, and we'll see you next week.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day.